Hello and welcome to Flow Podcast. I'm Josh. I'm J-Log. And we're glad you guys are with us today. Let's open up in a word of prayer. Holy Father, we just thank you for this day. We just thank you for this time that we can come and just uh, um, just talk about um, what you've done in our lives. Just for being able to hang out with the friends and um, just to glorify your name. Just ask that you be with us throughout this episode. Just help us just to bring glory and honor to you. And we ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Welcome to Flow Podcast again, guys. Uh, we're so excited to be back this week. Yeah. It felt so good last week uh, starting this thing back up. And once again, for those of you that may not have tuned in yet, uh, and this might be your first episode back listening to us, uh, we're so happy to have Josh Bennett here with us, uh, our family uh, pastor at our church, and as well as our children's pastor. And, yep. and uh, so go back and listen to last week's episode so that you can get to know Josh a little bit better. And uh, as we were talking throughout the course of this past week and weekend and stuff, we, we wanted to kick around a few different ideas of what we could talk about and josh was just like man you know it's the end of the year let's just do a year-end review and just kind of see reflect on some of the things god's done in our lives and some some of the things that the world's done to us yeah and just kind of reflect on those moments and and talk about them yeah I, i'm i'm not I'll, I'll go and be honest i'm not one to do resolutions right you know when it comes to like people are like hey what's your new year's resolution mine's like to not do resolutions, and I've been going strong with that for about 10 years, and, you know, right. it's worked out well for me. But I am definitely one, I, I'm definitely a sentimental person, right. so I was, always enjoy looking back, just even on, like, Spotify, where you get your, like, hey, here's what you listened to the most in the past year, and stuff like that. Exactly. Like, I'll, I'll think about what I'm listening to throughout the year going, huh, I wonder if this is going to make my list at the end of the year type thing. <laughs> <laughs> and so I enjoy just doing stuff like that, like, because I've never used Spotify for podcasts, but then I saw people posting, like, oh, this is a podcast I listened to the most this year. I'm like, well, I'm start listening to my podcast on Spotify so I can see what right. I listen to them, you know. And so I'm definitely one to go back and just look at what's happened, right. you know, and just because I think it's a huge, I mean, we look at the Bible, mm-hmm. you know, a majority of the Old Testament is history. That's and exactly it's talking right. about what God has taught us because, mm-hmm. you know, there's that old saying, if you forget your history, you're doomed to repeat it type thing. Right. And I think if we go back and remember what's happened throughout this year. And I mean, of course, the big thing is COVID, how COVID just totally changed the world this year. Right. And so many people are going to be like, well, I'm just ready to get out of 2020 because it was so bad. But because knowing what we're going to talk about, I started thinking about this past year. And really, 2020 has not been a bad year. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's been there's plenty of been plenty of bad stuff that has happened. Right. But that's any year, you know. Right. But we look at the good of what we can do from it. And we look at what God has taught us and given us the ability to do. And it's just an amazing thing. It is an amazing thing, you know, and I don't, I don't per se do resolutions, and some will say, well, goals are the same as resolutions, right. which I, I, I myself beg to differ on those. I like, I think it's good to put place yourself things out to reach for, to strive to do, yes, but not to let it. I don't let it per se, per se. The typical is, you know, my goal is to lose weight this upcoming year. I want right. to start this diet or start this fad of a, a weight loss program or. Whatever it is, I, I think that that defines the difference between goals versus resolutions. And though I set goals for myself out, I stopped and I started thinking about the, some of the things that I would like to accomplish, whether it be in business or or, or spiritually or with family or whatever. Yeah. I, it allowed me to do no different than what you did and just reflect back on 2020. And I would agree with you 110% in the fact that it's not been that bad of a year Um and I know it's hard 
it's easy for us to say potentially maybe because yes. we, we didn't lose our jobs or we didn't lose have anybody have bad health impacts of COVID. So I definitely don't want to say that we're throwing shade on that right? because I know that's not what oh, we're right. doing. In retrospect of what I think, what I'm talking about is kind of what you was heading towards is, is and you actually mentioned a little bit, every year for each individual, I believe, can look back and see and say, that rocked my year. Yes. There's something that goes on each year that and each individual can look at and say, wow, that yeah. that moved me in a negative way yeah. or that moved me in a positive way. And as I started looking back on this past year, I, I, I can tell you, though, COVID did change change our world and change our life. There's so much more positive in my life that happened yeah. I, this year. I've grown closer to God more than I have in any year past. And I don't know that I would, I think, I think honestly, it, it is a blessing in disguise through the negative of what COVID yes. is and was. People have their different opinions on COVID and my personal. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, I'm, I am one of those that believes that the world is so far straight away from where God wants them to be. I mean, we've seen that oh, many yeah. times throughout the Old Testament and and uh, how God would draw them closer back in by bringing whatever that he needed to bring across to make it happen. Yes, there's no doubt in my mind that COVID is here because God was getting the attention of his church. Exactly. I would and agree with you 100%. I think it has stayed so long because the church is not learning. No, they're not learning. <laughs> I mean, it's... It's it's something for me that it allowed, as Scripture says, and you probably know this verse in the in Scripture. I don't can't remember off the top of my head. Be still and know I am God. Mm-hmm. And when He wants our attention, He's going to get our attention, yeah. whether it's small, whether it's big, whatever the scale may be, He'll do it. Yes. And for this, this this is this past year of 2020. If I had to name anything that that. COVID has done for me is it's drawn me closer to who God wants me to be and several different ways in which we can go through as we go through that, yeah. this episode. Well, let's, let's get into it. Let's deal with sure. the little bit of this year that was pre COVID. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so the first two and a half months. Yes. The first two and a half months. <laughs> so yeah, January and February. Um, now this is definitely not a, a spiritual thing uh-huh. in, in the furthest, but I love Disney you know, mm-hmm. I, I have always loved the Disney movies, whether it's animated, live action, you know, it's just been. And so in January, me and my family, we actually got to go down to Florida for a children's pastors conference. Awesome. And it was awesome because like we talked about last episode, I've come from a much of a youth background. I've done children's stuff, but I've never like it was the first children's pastors conference that I went to. And so I was looking for a good conference to go to that was focused on children's ministry. You know, and so people were, I was like, well, what's the conference to go to? And people were like, well, the Children's Pastors Conference. And that's, you know, it's called the CPC, the Children's Pastors Conference. And I was like, well, all right, that's easy enough. And it's in Florida. And so we went down there for the conference. And because it's in Orlando, they we were like, well, let's just stay a few extra days and go to Disney. You know, and the conference was awesome because, I mean, I definitely was the minority. You know, mm-hmm. you talk about a lot of your children's pastors or directors or whatever title you want to give them. Majority of them are female. You know, wow. yeah, like wow, I did not know. Yeah, that. there's all it was. Yeah, definitely outnumbered. You know, wow. Tammy was in the pool with the kids during the <laughs> conference, and she was out with the you know the the husbands instead of the wives. You know, 
and uh, different. Yeah, it was definitely different, but it was awesome just because you know it's truly a non-denominational conference, you know, and so it was a lot of people from different backgrounds with different views and churches larger than ours and smaller than ours, and just being able to you know spend time talking about ministry and what we can do to improve and you know some of the ideas that I've started rolling out, you know. I got from that conference. You know, mm-hmm. that's one of the greatest things. And then we got to go to Disney, and it was my first time ever going to Disney World or Disneyland, any of the Disney parks. So we went to Disney World, and it was just a blast. And so... I can imagine what that probably was like for you, knowing you was you was that way prior to going to Disney yes. anyway. I mean, a yeah. Dis- Disney fanatic, so to speak. And Yeah. So what was your... And that was probably, what, January? It was January, well, yeah. What was your first reaction, being a kid at heart? Oh, man. Yeah, I do my job because I'm the kid at heart. <laughs> um, it was it was amazing. Um, the first day, the, we went two days, and the first day we went to Animal Kingdom. Mm-hmm. We did Magic Kingdom last. Um, but we went to Animal Kingdom, and we did the, the Flight of Passage ride. Um, and it was by far the coolest ride I've ever been on in my life, like, period. It was amazing. But even just, like, the shows and, like, I'm an amusement park person. I love amusement parks. Right. And seeing it on the Disney level was just amazing mm. because they took it to that next quality. And you saw us talk about, like, we went and watched the Lion King show. And, I bet that was great. Yeah. And, and A, you know, even got talking about she was not even a year old yet, mm. you know, but during the villains parts of the shows was when she was the most excited. I'm like, really? yeah, I'm like, man, you're just, you just love the villains, you know, <laughs> but that's what makes a good story is a good villain, you know, oh, absolutely. But yeah, like just seeing how, when we did the interactions with the characters, like she was old enough to understand what was going on, but not the crazy toddler that she is now, you know? Right. <laughs> <laughs> and so we went to magic kingdom the next day and just a blast of just being able to, I mean, really walk into, you know, the, Disney World. It was just amazing. And we had the meet and greets and we met the people and it was cool. One of uh, Tammy's friends that she used to babysit, she was our in-park nanny. They live down there in Florida and they have Mm. season passes. So she came up and she helped watch, you know, A for us. So like while we went on roller coasters, she went on other rides with, you know, with her. So, and she ended up saving our spots for the fireworks and stuff like that. But yeah, it was, it was amazing. You know, it was definitely, uh, it was not the best thing that happened this year because there's a lot of other stuff that we'll talk about as we get into this episode, but it's definitely in the top three. Top three. <laughs> you know? Top three. One of the top yeah. three things that yeah, happened. Yeah, one of the top threes. Um, but yeah, it was just an amazing thing and just uh, to experience it. And, you know, we're talking about we're supposed to be going back next month. You know, I signed mm-hmm. up for the conference again. Now it's definitely online because of all the COVID stuff, but we we're going to go back and it was going to be an adult only trip. Really? You know, and yeah. so me and Tame were going to go and then we we're going to go experience like Star Wars and all that stuff because... Yeah, you know? yeah, you're, <laughs> you're where you're at with yeah, Star Wars, right? And, but, absolutely. Yeah, it was it was a blast. Um, that's 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 awesome. I'm glad you all was able to experience that. I know how much you do enjoy Disney, um, and to be able to throw fun in there along with the conference, yes, and learning you know more about your position, and, yeah, and where God wants you within that position. Um, it's it's uh, the beginning of the year was. It was like a, a breath of new life for me. Um, and the reason that I say that was is because I had just come out of August of 2019. God had been really speaking with me and dealing with me at, at my workplace. And he wanted me to change the way that I was living my life at my work. Not that I was doing anything no different than what I was doing. I'm talking about not the way I acted, but the way that I handled my business. Mm-hmm. And it was really huge because 
caused me to it would have caused me to have to make a dramatic change in my life and potentially well ain't no potentially to it i would definitely be eyes wide open at, from that point on because it, it could have changed the whole dynamic of how my family lives how we progress through life even though i had another even though i had another opportunity that was already started but i wasn't really affiliated with that much i was just kind of in the back background directing it right god was just telling me jason i want you to quit doing the way things that you're doing i want you to step out and walk away from it you're not going to grow anymore in me if you don't and i had done come to that point already to where god had just engulfed my whole life back in september of 2018 mm -hmm. when he that's that's where i look at it as my true salvation day and and understanding who god wants us to be and so when he told me that in august of 2019 i was like god you want me to just do what and so from August all the way through December, I knew there was going to be some uh, potential roadblocks ahead, some potential ramifications and things of that nature. And God just kept saying to me over and over and over, I've got you. Don't worry about any of the negatives. Don't worry about any of the ramifications. Don't worry about nothing because I've got you. Meaning, as long as you're in me and mm -hmm. I am in you, if it's something negative, you're still okay. That's a straight-up scripture right there. You know, and... <laughs> And to be put to test of faith like that, I just, I just, you know, and I don't expect any pat on the back. It's all the Lord. Right. And, and so I stepped away and I walked away from it. And man, there were so many uncertainties in my mind and my, I had some anxiety with it and I had some uncertain, uncertainties of what is. And so I looked at getting past January of 2019, I mean, December of January, 20, December <laughs> of 2019, I'll get that right in a minute. And going into January as a new lease on life, so to speak, from a work standpoint. Right. And and God, as he never does, he never disappoints. No, and never. As long as we're faithful and just. And he didn't. He didn't disappoint. I mean, we've, we've had we had one of the best Januaries that, that I've ever had in my industry of transportation and logistics. And, and he just blessed us through that. And then February, basically the same. Uh, just getting acclimated and used to where God, the new role God had placed me in. Right. And um, so th that's kind of where I was at in my mindset and what I was doing at the first part of the year. Uh, I know that may sound dull to some people, <laughs> but in my mind and in my heart, it was huge. Oh, and yeah. it's, it's a true victory, a testimony of victory of when we listen to what God wants us to do, no matter how hard. Yep. And I'm telling you, no matter how big the obstacle is in your life, if you can just believe and have faith and trust in God for what He wants you to do, but not out of your own selfish ambitions, right? He will reward you. Absolutely. And, that, and that's that fine line right there of, is this God's will for what He wants me to do? Mm -hmm. You Because know, a lot of times we're going to be like, well, I know God's telling me this. And really, it's our own selfish. Oh, absolutely. You know, how many times when we were like, you know, in youth and we were like, well, God's telling me that this relationship's it's time for this relationship to end and being like, was God really telling you that? Or, mm -hmm. you, mm -hmm. you know, exactly, <laughs> exactly. You know, you know, but yeah, it's one of those things where when God calls you to do something, when you step out and do it, no matter how big, no matter how small, mm -hmm. how hard and how easy, God is faithful with that. Oh, absolutely. And it, it's, it was funny. What's funny about that, and as I stop and think, think about it, I've known of God since I was 13. I haven't known God 
but since 2018. Right. And once you come to that point and that recognition of when you truly know who God is and who he wants you to be in him, he takes his time, not yours, mm-hmm. to to work in your life. And I want to bring that out as a as a clarity because you got to remember it was September of 2018 when God revealed himself to me and I actually listened. It was almost a full year later that he broke me of this. And it, he broke me of of my imperfections of where I was at and where I, where he wanted me to be. So don't think, guys, when you're out there and you're living the life and, and you become saved that, that all of a sudden God's going to do this miraculous work and you're going to come out just absolutely a complete 150% changed person. He's healed, fixed, and taken care of all your imperfections that you've ever had in your whole life. Can he do that? Yes. Will he do that? Who knows? Who knows? All yeah. I'm saying is, is you've got to be open to the spirit moving and uh, so on and so forth. Uh, but that's what God did for me in January yeah. and February, and then we all know what March brought. So. <laughs> well, I want to get to February real quick because yes. that was another one of my top top things of the year was that I got to go on my first international mission trip. That's right. You know, so f- right. in the February leading up to COVID, really, because we were wow, afraid we weren't right. going to get back into, into the States before COVID officially got to the States. But we got to, I got blessed to be able to go down to Nicaragua. You know, it was me and three other guys. Right. And we went down there to see about some missionaries that we were thinking about supporting, seeing about um, what we wanted to, what type of ministry they were doing. And I got some time to, to preach, you know, I got some time to teach and just to, to encourage. And it was just an amazing thing to where, you know, we were supposed to be planning another trip for February this year, but because of COVID, once again, it's it's mm-hmm. not happening. And it's one of those things that, especially over this past week of Christmas and stuff like that, it's really been like, man, I want to go back. Like, mm-hmm. I want to go there. And this next trip we were going to go over, wanted to bring the whole family with us. You know? I remember you saying that. Yeah, it was just, it was such a, you know, people talk about you go to a third world country and you, you come back changed. And you're like, well, yeah, I get it because, you know, yeah, they're in poverty. But until you actually are there seeing it and get to experience it. And even though they have nothing, that they are showing God's love more than us who have everything. Absolutely. You know, you're talking about the genuine worship to where they are meeting in a roof made with palm tree leaves as their ceiling with no walls and dirt floor. And they're worshiping Jesus more than anybody in our church. It makes you put in perspective, just. I can see why it would do that. Yeah. And then I had almost forgot that with all the madness that that actually happened. Yeah. You know, and I remember so many of the great stories in the video, excuse me, the videos that was played at church, you know, from that trip and the testimonies from that trip. And, I learned a lot from you all going and the stories that you that you came back with and to see how God works in situations. He was dealing with my situation going into January and, mm-hmm. and, and all that and then he was introducing you to your a new not it was a new position but not a new position by going to the conference right. and learning up on it and fulfilling that and then to come back and go over to overseas to a, a foreign country to where you really probably didn't know what to expect. No, yeah, I had no idea what to expect. You know, I, I, the only thing I knew was don't drink the water. <laughs> you know, yeah. and uh, but yeah, I had no because especially because they're like, hey, you're going to preach. And I'm like, good, I'm always ready to preach. But mm-hmm. you know, I had to preach with an interpreter, which I had never really done before. You know, and that was just different. How was that? It was interesting. You know, 
the big thing is you talk a little bit and pause. And um, luckily with Beatrice, um, she's um, was our interpreter. You know, I had got to hang out with her before we the our my Sunday actually preached to get used to the the flow, mm-hmm. you know, of how we would interact and stuff like that. And so, you know, we were the we worked out to where it was pretty. It worked out pretty well, you know, to where. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like just this awkward pause and stuff like that. Right. Let me let me bring up that trip just for a second, if yeah. you don't mind. And I, if you don't mind sharing the story, and hopefully I'm right on this, if not, correct me. Uh, the interpreter, Beatrice, right? Mm-hmm. She was the interpreter for the whole trip, right? Yep. For you all. Okay. Yep. It Didn't she come to know the Lord on this trip? No. Or was that somebody that was, else? That was a different trip. That yeah. was a different yeah, this trip. Is, she was okay. one of the uh, missionaries, okay. one of the pastor's wives. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Now, just... Gary had gone down there before, and this was a few years ago, and his interpreter, he ended up coming to know the Lord you know, before That's... he left. Yeah. So, yeah, I knew I'd heard a story yeah. about an interpreter that had, and so it was a few years back, but... It's just so awesome to think about even just that story in itself, how God's mission and his plan was to send people to another country that didn't speak the language, mm-hmm. that was going to have to have an interpreter, that had that interpreter that thought that they knew who the Lord was, but was so caught up in their position of being an interpreter yeah. that, and, and where they were at in their life that God used people from America to... Help yeah. lead this person to the Lord. And it's crazy because you talk about when people find out that there are Americans coming, crowds just, it just draws people. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's an amazing thing because you're like, well, there's nothing special about me. No. You know, yeah. <laughs> like I'm just a Southern boy. You know? Right, exactly. But it's the fact that, that, I mean, they don't really see a lot of Americans. Now, some of the places we do, they're sort of like the touristy areas in Nicaragua. Um, but it's still even people are like, hey, they're coming just to talk to us. Like, mm-hmm. They're like, you realize they didn't, we're not paying them to come. They paid to come here, right. you know, and it was just, yeah, it was mind blowing. And then we spent some days at soccer fields and just hung out with, you know, people and just to, to see the state of the the nation because it's a Catholic influenced area, mm-hmm. um, but they don't really follow even the Catholic traditions more or less. Um, there's one area where um, one of the churches we went to, they were, it, it's a community that's, 97 percentage Catholic. Really? To where his kids were being bullied in school because they were the Baptist pastor's kids. Mm. You know, it was, it's crazy, you know. That's insane. But to where his wife was a lawyer for the town and she was losing cases because he was a Baptist pastor, mm. you know. And then just the corruption there. They have a president that's an elected official, but the, the officials are... Um, like he bribes his way into the office. Right. You know, he'd be like, hey, we're going to give everybody satellite. And so you drive by these metal huts and they'd have a satellite dish. They might not have electricity, but they have satellite. They have a satellite. You know? Right. <laughs> and it's just crazy just how, you know, and, you know, a few years ago they went through a, a sort of a revolution, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and we went by one of the old governor's houses, you know, where this was his vacation house. And it was just an abandoned building, really? you know. And every parking lot we'd go into, there'd be armed guards, you know, because the people were like, hey, we're going to watch your car. And so you'd pull into this place and the guy was sawed off automatic shotgun just standing there. You know, it's like, all right, I don't wow. know if I'm terrified or if I feel safe. <laughs> you <know? laughs> don't know which way to go. I don't know it. which way to go. That's... But man, there's so many crazy things just to see and talk like, yeah, it was, it was amazing. That's insane. And then we get back and uh, the world changes forever. Yes, <laughs> yes. 
Now, had you heard of, did y'all hear of it while you was over there? Yeah, we were actually, we were watching it. So there was a few um, American channels we could pick up on TVs. You know, it was mostly like CNN or every now and then we could like Fox News in English. Mm-hmm. But it was already a big thing there of, hey, what's this COVID, you know? And of course we had Matt with us and he's mm-hmm. he's a dentist, he's a doctor, you know? And so he was keeping up with it. Mm. Um, and he'd even bought some of the medical masks being like, hey, when we start going back through there, because we were going through Miami airport on the way back and we're like, who knows who we're going to run into, you know? And America hadn't got its first official case yet, but it was shortly after we got back that it got its first official case, you know? Mm. Um, but yeah, it was something we were definitely watching going, uh, are we going to get back or not? <laughs> you how, know, how did you, how did you feel being that you were over in a foreign country and it started over in another country. Right. Now, obviously, maybe not Nicaragua or right. any of that area there. But how, what was your mindset coming home right as this was going on, knowing you had just been through all the different airports, all right. the different people? I, I, it's been my mindset through all this. You know, if God wants me to get it, I'm going to get it. Right. You know, right. Um, now, is there precautions to take place? Absolutely. Now, when we're going through Miami, we kept our distance from people. Like mm-hmm. our group sort of stayed together. We kept our distance. We definitely hand sanitized and stuff like that. Um, we stayed away from crowded areas, you know. Um, but it was it was a little nerve wracking. But mm-hmm. at the same time, it was hey, it, it is what it is. Right. You know. Absolutely. Yeah. Then we roll into yeah. getting, getting home, and then the rest of March happening, and uh, yeah, and then just COVID changed everything. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, talk about twenty twenty, and that's probably the biggest thing that will will from this year is COVID. Um, I mean, we talk about it shut down churches, you know. March 15th is when we, when our church shut down, you know, well, not shut down, but, you know, stopped in-person stuff, you know, and it was, it was crazy. I mean, I'm... When was that again in March? March 15th. March 15th. And we were down how long? We were down until Father's Day is when we started back in-person stuff. So five, four months, five months. Five months. Wow, really? And then it wasn't until October 11th that the children's and youth didn't start back up. So you're talking about almost six months of children's and youth being shut down. And it was it was crazy. I mean, this year of ministry has been one of the most bizarre things. And I think everybody says that because, right. you know, we went into it going like, because that was supposed to be our chili cook-off and, mm-hmm. you know, solid auction as we were raising funds for camps for youth and kids. And me and Marcus had the conversation of going, do you think we need to shut down? And this was a Friday and we were like, uh, we might need to, and we, you know, ask Gary and Gary's like, you know, it's up to you guys. But he's like, but if we end up shutting Sunday down, then we'll definitely end, shut down the silent auction. And we're like, well, let's just go ahead and shut it down just to be on the safe side. And then we end up shutting down church, you know, that day, right or that, that weekend also. But yeah, it was crazy because we thought, well, it's just going to be a couple of weeks, mm-hmm. you know, a month to the tops, you know, little did we know it's now December and it's still, it's still <laughs> you know, going on, still going on. I mean, and that first Sunday that we had shut down, you know, Gary had been like, well, you and Marcus can alternate Sunday's preaching. We'll just throw it up online and uh, we'll we'll just do it until we can get back in person. And so that first Sunday I, I preached and I have learned streaming stuff pretty well now. <laughs> I'd say you're an expert. <laughs> I would say I, I don't want to toot my own horn, but yes, I would, I would. I would agree because I started off knowing nothing, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, we had with the some of the surplus from our children's budget in 2019. I bought a GoPro camera for our kids so we could take it to camp and VBS and stuff like that. 
little did I know that would become our first streaming camera for the church, you know. Wow. And so the first Sunday I got to preach, we were in, over in our old sanctuary, and it was just empty. It was I was the only person here. Mm. You know, there was nobody else in the audience. It was just me. In the building. In the building. And so I had the GoPro, which is, you know, a camera about that size. I realized I was watching, don't know what I'm doing, but, you know. You guys know what a GoPro is, you know, and right. I had it on the tripod right in front of me. I had my camera, bes- my phone beside me so I could make sure the stream was working and so I could look at the chat and I just preached. And it was one of the most surreal things I'd ever done because you're just preaching to an empty room. You understand what it's well, like yeah. now. I, I, I definitely understand <laughs> yeah. what it's like now. Yeah, but, but it's crazy. I stopped and I think about that, though, and I, from then to where we are even now, right? If even if we were, we're even if we were back in an empty space now, right? We are so much more advanced oh, in yeah. what we have. I can only imagine what it was like for you going into something. Let alone you had to deal with you had to deal with the mindset. Okay, I'm preaching to nobody, right? In the audience, that is. But now I'm having to deal with this camera right here that I don't know really much about. Mm-hmm. I don't much, I don't know much about streaming. I don't know much about all this going on. And you yeah. can tell that the Lord was with you that day because yeah, I, I mean, I, I would have not known nothing. Right. You know, I mean, but knowing the behind the scenes heroics, I guess you could say of what you had to go through to accomplish oh, what you had to get done. And even going into like, it was, we traveled one weekend and it was, I don't remember if we were back in person yet, or if it was right before that, but, you know, I had to train Marcus on how to do it because I was doing it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I told Gary, you know, when I was training, even Marcus was like, I haven't trained him yet because I'm still learning it myself. Because every week I was changing something, or I was figuring out a new way to make it better, or an easier way, mm-hmm. you know. And there's been so many improvements, like we start off with one camera that we were running the microphone through that camera itself to getting it running through the soundboard, through the computer, you know, a better Wi-Fi in our building just to be able to handle the stream because that takes up a lot of internet that people don't really realize, you know, to where we are now where we have three cameras and a soundboard and lights and, you know, it's, you know, it's a whole, yeah, like you've just been like, hey, you you can build this in nine months. I'd be like, you're crazy. Mm. And... Well, I mean, you know, to stop and think back, I know it was obviously all God, but I, yeah. I, I do thank you for all that. Well, I mean, you. <laughs> you, you, we have advanced, and I know you, you've you been a, at the helm of a lot of that. And uh, I can say watching at home at the times that I've had to stay yeah. home and watch and stuff that, I mean, it, 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 it's it's a, it's great. Yeah. It, it, the, the production of it is wonderful. And I appreciate it. I mean, it was definitely, you know, a lot of people viewed when COVID first hit, mm-hmm. oh, I'm getting a two-week vacation or didn't turn mm-hmm. into a two-month vacation. Mm-hmm. And during all of that, I was up here at the church every, like, every day. Like, I'm not talking about, like, just every week. I was up here every day. And Tammy was like, you need to stop. Like, I was I was getting burnt out. Burnt out. And that wasn't even including trying to do, you know, video lessons for the kids online and trying to do children's ministry online, which is just a whole nother thing. Mm-hmm. But eventually it got to a point where we stabilized right? and things were able to, now I, you know, with streaming stuff, I, it takes up just a very little bit part of my week, you know, right. it's to where it's, and we've trained other people on how to do it and we're still improving. You know, it's always still, always an improving thing. You right. know, technology always changes, always improves. And with that goes what we're capable of doing, but it's definitely been an eye opening experience. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I was telling people that 
I enjoy being able to do the job of two people instead of three people, <laughs> <laughs> you know, right. um, and it becomes a crazy thing. And then you get to not even just streaming, but like I said, doing the listens and stuff like that online, trying mm-hmm. to figure out how to do ministry online. Because you look at all the stuff that COVID took from us, right. you know, of VBS and camps and mm-hmm. just even just worshiping together. I remember, so before we opened the church back up fully to everybody on Father's Day, we opened it up to deacons and staff families, mm-hmm. you know, um, and we did that for a month, just sort of like as a soft launch, just to see really what we're capable of doing, more or less, right. you know, and that first Sunday I was able to actually worship with my family, mm-hmm. even though I was in the sound booth controlling the stream and they were sitting upstairs in the balcony because we have a crazy toddler, mm-hmm. you know, just knowing that we were in the same building, worshiping God just meant so much to me. Oh, absolutely. And just seeing the staff families and deacons families, even though there was maybe 12 of us there, mm-hmm. just that corporate worship well, is just amazing. You're able to see what you've missed. Yeah. And we're meant to be together. Yes. Scripturally, it says that we're meant to be together as, as, a, as a body, as, as a people. And I'm a very much, you know, Gary kind of hit the nail on the head when he kind of went through it. I, I'm, a, I'm a hugger. I'm a shake, handshaker. I'm mm-hmm. a pat you on the back. How you been? In your face. Let's talk type of person. And to set it home and watch it, though, yes, we are still being fed. And yes, we're, yeah. we're learning. It's not the same. No, it's not. It's not. And the the first uh, opportunity that we were able to come back, which we're still all fully not back as a family right. together. So there's some Sundays that I just stay at home just so that I can worship with my family mm-hmm. and be together with my family. But for me personally, to be able to walk in the church, and and typically it's usually me and my son, uh, Tyler, who, as you all know, does a lot of our social media stuff that first Sunday back to walking in with him and and everything was just it was amazing it was it was emotional it was everything that oh, I yeah. knew that it was going to be because of the spirit and it, it's a quick reminder of again of many one of the many of things that I've learned and I'm sure as well as you all as well have learned not to take advantage of um, don't don't let a chance go by of doing something that you know God wants you to do, such as, well, I'll just go next weekend to church, or I'll go to youth group this next Sunday night or Wednesday night or so on and so forth, because we don't know when it's going to be taken away from yeah. us. I mean, and, and that's exactly it. The first Sunday back with the kids, mm-hmm. like it was so powerful just to worship with the kids. You right. know, that's one of the, like our kids, they love to worship here. And mm-hmm. just to be able to hear them singing and praising God and just right. being able to teach them in yeah. person. I mean, it was, it was nothing like it. Like, well, it just, it's, it, you learn so much yourself. I can only imagine what you took away from that yourself. And you was one, probably the one of the ones doing the teaching. Yeah. And just to be able to look out and see the little faces and the little hands, some of them that may raise their hands or some of them mm-hmm. that may just get into the singing and the dancing or, you know, what little kids do. It's rewarding to, in your faith, to be able to look out and see things like that, especially yes. when it's been taken away for several months. Yeah. Um, for me, it was a little different. Uh, I'll kind of bring in now the the outside world view right. of what COVID did. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, from, I was from, definitely in a bubble here. <laughs> uh, from from an outside world view, it's working in transportation. We are the. I will say this, and I'll stand and say it proud. 
we are the heartbeat of America. Uh, we are what keeps America moving. Yeah. Transportation is everything. And when COVID struck and started to advance itself through our country, we started seeing how it impacted our economy, how it impacted businesses. Mm-hmm. Uh, you then all of a sudden had the government government controlling things in terms of, okay, what's considered essential goods versus mm-hmm. non-essential goods? What's considered uh, necessary versus non-necessary? And if it's not necessary, but it becomes necessary, uh, as sh- store shelves began to empty, I'm sure as you all, the consumer saw, yeah. uh, I never, never in my life had I imagined that toilet paper would be as popular right. as it was. You know what I mean? And the fact that it repeated again too, <laughs> makes no sense. <laughs> that and paper towels and yeah. uh, just, just the turmoil that that this virus uh, caused in the minds of the public. Uh, it was just amazing to see from a standpoint of, because we saw it all. Right. I mean, when you're in transportation, you see everything. And it, what's weird about that that you all don't understand is is that what we see today, you may not know or feel the effects of for several days, if not several weeks, if not several months. Right. Uh, because we're dealing with it in the here and now and the what is coming. And to see how America actually shut down in certain areas and certain parts and still to see how some of those areas haven't recuperated. Oh yeah. Tammy was talking last night that she was talking about the stores closing and I'm like, I'm not surprised. Yeah. And there's probably gonna be more like it. Like some mm-hmm. of these big retail stores are probably gonna be shutting their doors just because of the effects of COVID, even oh, though absolutely. they're open now, mm-hmm. just trying to recover. Just trying to recover, and we still see it. I mean, we still see it with the stimulus package that just got was basically forced into signature just so that things could mm-hmm. still keep going. What this has done to our economy, and, you know, again, God shining through the light of, of – shining his light through the darkness of, of what, what was um, – being where we are here, everything that we haul was essential good. Right. So praise God for that. Um, I don't want to sh- toot my horn or sound like that I'm tooting my horn because I'm not, because we as a company are very sympathetic and, and anguish for those companies that weren't able to stay in business, for those trucking companies that did have to go out of business or got impacted, not just trucking companies, but companies in general, oh, yeah. individuals in this world in in, in general. So I'm, by all means, I I want to give God the glory because God deserves to be praised uh, through the storms as well as through yes. the good times and bad times. Um, you know, we've seen the negative outfalls of it, so I don't want to sit here and say make it sound like everything was peachy for us. Uh, driver turnover had had went through a little bit of a downspin for us just because we had some drivers that got the virus. We had some drivers mm-hmm. that ended up just getting out of the industry because they were scared and worried about right. having to go into different cities and different places and being uh, – and you can't blame them. No, <laughs> yeah, like, absolutely not. Yeah. So, so you know, everybody faced some sort of storm during this whole COVID thing uh, throughout the world. Um, and it's done, for me, one of the biggest things that I looked at is, is how, why doesn't, why don't people stop to think about spiritually that their salvation is much bigger than COVID. 
Right. You know what I mean? COVID was dropped on us unexpectedly. Yeah. We reacted unexpectedly. We reacted as we should have, in fear a mm -hmm. little bit, in worry a little bit. Uh, yes, we have our faith to lean back on, but we're also human. So yep. th there's that side of us that looks back and says, oh, my gosh, you know, what does this mean? What is this going to do? And I, I relate that back now as we're approaching the year end. And, I th and I've been able to look at it from a standpoint of saying, why aren't people looking at their salvation with the same type of reaction? Right. You know, because salvation is something that we know is coming. Right. It's not something that's going to be dropped in. We, we portray and know and have heard of. Now, some people believe, some people don't believe, some people's got their own ver uh, very variation of, of what is. But at the end of the day, I'm here to tell you, if you're just now needing to learn this, there is a heaven. There is a hell. Hell is very real. Hell is very torment. Yeah. Uh, hell is going to be very miserable. Yeah, COVID, and, COVID's going to have nothing. Oh yeah, COVID, yeah. COVID's going to seem like you got a little bit of acne, right? Or you got you got an itch that you need to scratch in comparisons to what hell is going to be. Yeah, and I, I want you to understand that though we're hoping that this vaccine is going to help control COVID, I can give you a hundred percent bulletproof vaccine in Jesus Christ, right? That can keep you from hell. Yes, and will want to change your life forever. And I just want people to understand that, that don't get caught up in what is right now. Get caught up in where you're going to spend eternity. Absolutely. And, Absolutely. And, and just understand that Jesus loves you. Whatever you're going through in life with this whole COVID thing and the problems that it may have brought you, your family, your loved ones, so on and so forth, it didn't happen because God doesn't love you. It happened to get your attention. Um to bring you in from where you may be and bring you closer potentially to God and understand that he just loves you. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's that's one of the things that I've taken back when, when all this started and now I've been able to look back on COVID since we're just talking about COVID, I wanted to bring that up. That yeah. I just want people to understand that salvation is real. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, let's move into the next big thing that happened sure. this year. Probably the, the last big thing we'll talk about sure. is the uh, Black Lives Matter and mm -hmm. the racial equality that has oh, yeah. swept our nation. Um, I, I, this is probably more of a heated topic than COVID, which Absolutely. is crazy because COVID is a hugely heated topic. Mm -hmm. um, but we look at the Black Lives Matter movement, you know, um, and – this has always been a thing that's going on. This isn't the first time the Black Lives Matter movement has come up. You know, it came up a few years ago. I remember when everything happened with Ferguson, Missouri. You know, right. it was a uh, it came up then, and I have a different outlook on it now than I did back then mm -hmm. because both my girls are are mixed race. You know, right. um, and so I, I realized that one of these days I'm going to have the conversation with my girls of, hey, if you get pulled over by a police officer, do exactly what they tell you to do. Like mm -hmm. they, yeah, because it's, yes, there will be judgment. Yes, there'll be some profiling that happens because of it. But we look at, there's definitely an inequality in our nation, you know, between what, however you want to define it. And when I say the, the Black Lives Matter movement, I talk about we need to be equal. Now, do I agree with the rioting and looting and stuff like that? Absolutely not. You know, do I agree with the peaceful protest and stuff like that? Yes, that I agree with, you know, but it comes to a point where 
we need to look at this through the eyes of Christ. Mm-hmm. And there's those people who are like, well, all lives matter. Yes, you're exactly correct. All lives do matter. But we see in the Bible to where if somebody is being oppressed or being treated unfairly, that as the church, it's our responsibility to stand up for them. Mm-hmm. You know, care for the widows and orphans, cares for those who are, who are struggling, care for those who, who need your help. Mm-hmm. And that's our responsibility as the church is to stand up and do the right thing. Right. Absolutely. And I realize that's not a popular opinion. There's been a lot of conversations with family members that they do not agree with <laughs> our, our stance on that, you know. Right. But it's the truth is that there's a there's social injustices going on all, there, all the way around. There is social injustices that's going on. And that was a, um, you're right, another huge topic, another huge event of 2020 that honestly, in my opinion, at the moment and in the moment, completely overshadowed COVID. Yeah, oh, it did. I mean, it just completely wiped it away. You didn't really see it on the news. Right. You didn't see it being talked about uh, as much um, as what's going on. And honestly, in my opinion, it needed to be talked about. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. It still needs to be talked it's about. St- it needs to be talked about every day. Yes. Uh, and I'm not just speaking of Black Lives Matters. I'm speaking of equality for all lives. Yes. Uh, it, it's, it's, we need to get back to treating each other. Well, I mean, in my opinion, you see the heart of America and not only the heart of America, I can only speak of America because it's where I live, right? but I'm sure it's anywhere else in the world that though there does need to be the positive attention brought to it, that's just it. It needs to be positive yes. attention brought to it. Yeah. I don't think burning down a building, I don't think blowing up a police headquarters or cop cars or any of those things does anything for your cause. Right. It does get the attention. I get what you're saying with that. But we all need to band together as as brothers and sisters in equality Mm -hmm. for all things. I am a Caucasian male. Uh, I know some people may be saying that it's easier for you to say you never walked a mile in my shoes. No, I haven't, but I've seen the shoes of what Jesus walked through and how he, you're talking about somebody that was unjustly uh, treated, somebody that was unjustly uh, battered, beaten, and bruised, and mocked, and and yelled, and potentially, I guess, cursed at, and all the above. He died for something, he died for something that he didn't do, and he took it upon himself because he loves us, and he expects us to do the same thing for others that are going through the same thing just because you're black and that doesn't give you a right to treat treat that person just because of their skin color any different than anybody else right and I, we all just need to stand together in unity yeah. with that it becomes like you said with covid it's all about the change of the heart yes we want to see social injustice corrected it starts with a change of the heart and the only way to change the heart is through jesus Amen. You know, we can try our best to change the way we think of things, but unless it's done from God, it's not going to really take effect and hold. Mm -hmm. You know, something that God's working with me on, and it's so hard. It's probably one of the hardest things for me in my life that I've had to work on and deal with. And the reason I bring it up is because what we're talking about here with the negativity shown through uh, equality um, is when something bad happens to me, I'm not called to get mad back i'm called to love right and it's so hard for us as americans to understand tough (laughs) it's tough it's tough and and can you imagine 
what the reaction would have been of somebody looking at, at a police officer or somebody looking at somebody else that's been discriminated against and looking at that person saying, you know what, I'm sorry that your heart is burdened to where you feel like you've got to do that to me because of who I am and what my skin color is. However, I will pray for you and I love oh, you yeah. in Jesus' name. Well, I, I look at Damak. I don't mm-hmm. know if you met him during the yes. last part. Yeah, yeah, I thought you had. Yes. You know, Damak is a Christian rapper, phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Love him. I've known him for years. You know, and he came out with a song a few years ago, Black in America. Mm. Well, because of Black Lives Matter, it gained traction. You know, it sort of became an anthem for a lot of people. And it talked about his struggles of his injustice. And even when he's pulling his touring trailer with his van, he still gets pulled over and profiled. Mm. But there was a lot of churches who canceled shows with him because of that song Mm. and i'm like that's messed up that's terrible that's messed up like yeah that goes against completely what bible teaches what god stands for what Mm. jesus died for you know it's messed up i mean stop stop and look at it and think about it from this standpoint regardless of what your ethnic background is regardless of whatever your skin color is can you imagine being a Christian and then somebody telling you, oh, you're you're white. I'm sorry, Jesus didn't die for you. Right. You know, uh, you're black. I'm sorry, Jesus didn't die for you. And it's crazy because there's people that preach that. There is people that preaches that. And it just blows my mind. Because I want to be like, you realize Jesus wasn't white. I realize this, you know, but yeah. Jesus wasn't white. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And I, I don't get it. I don't understand it. I, I, I I'm a... I hate to sound so cliche here, but I'm a lover, not a hater. Right. And I was that way before I was saved. I don't like dr- really drama. I face drama if it fa- if it takes a notion that I have to. I had to face it. I would face it in whatever way that it was coming towards me before I was saved and and before God broke my heart and broke my spirit and and allowed me to love from the inside out and and things. And I just I don't get it. I don't understand I, it. I don't get it. I mean, why do you want to take time out of your day to take a man that's pulling a vehicle down the street or highway, interstate, whatever, right. that's got scripture, biblical images, things of that nature on the side of his vehicle just because of his skin color? Right. I don't get it. I don't get it either. I don't get it. It, it makes no sense to me. I mean, it. We got a long way to go. We do, and I just pray. My prayer is this, guys. I, I and please take from me and Josh. I'm going to speak for him, and I think if I want you to correct me if I'm wrong here, right. definitely. But I'm going to speak for you in the sense that we are talking about this for, in a sense of love. Yes, we're not talking about it in a sense. I know you hear us maybe sound a little passionate about it from the fa- fact that the that the uh, the different race of of being a black man or woman in the, in this world you get profiled very easily and you hear the passion in our voice of how wrong we think that that is. I, we don't say this out of anger. We don't say this out of, we need to do something about it in terms of our, our anger. We say it from a standpoint of love that Christ created us to love one another equally. Yes. And to care for those that are being mistreated or shown injustice through the acts of love, not hate through the acts of, um, what a peaceful protest yes. is, is the words that yep. we've heard um, on the opposite side of what, what, what was and what has been. And so I just hope we can grow as a nation uh, through this. I hope yeah. it never takes a back seat. I hope it stays in the forefront, but we've got to do a better job, people, 
of showing it through love and yeah, not hate. Absolutely. Absolutely. I agree completely. Well, we are coming up on an hour. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, in coming into this year in review, uh, yeah. there's still several things that oh, we man. could talk about, guys. There is. <laughs> uh, but we, we knew that it was going to, those two topics was going to, outside of just some personal thoughts and opinions yeah. on life through, throughout this, we knew those two topics was going to be the highlight of yes. of what could be. And honestly, we could probably sit and talk another two or three okay. hours just on those two topics. But we want to respect your time. Yeah. Uh, so there, there's one more big thing that happened this year that I want to talk about. Sure. July of 2020. Yes. The beginning of Flow Podcast. The beginning of Flow Podcast. Yes. 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 Let's we can't close <laughs> we can't close it on a negative note. No. Absolutely not. Man, man, man. What what a trip, you know. Now we're going to go into another little bit of a conversation. <laughs> yeah. But that's okay. Yeah. We'll, we'll 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 highlight it real quick and then and let you guys get back to uh, what you're doing. We definitely appreciate you guys. Flow for me has been just one of those many added blessings that um, God had showed me throughout the course of this past year. Uh, I know you all have heard me mention it before, and and maybe Josh has or hasn't yet. That well, Josh knows me well enough. Yeah. Podcast is not me. <laughs> no. This had to definitely be something <laughs> right? of God. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And when when I found out you guys were doing it, I was like, interesting. Yeah, that's not Jason's. No, <laughs> absolutely not. And to just be sitting there, literally watching a ball game on TV and out of absolutely nowhere I want you to start a podcast call Marcus and see if he see what his thoughts thoughts are on it to where we are today right and to see how even the problems of of it's not really problems it's God moving and Marcus having to go to mm-hmm. Texas and Causing a little bit of a hiccup and, and a disruption to to the the plan of what was to knowing that God still is and right. is to come and yep. and now you're a part of it and we are so thankful and blessed that you're here. Um, the response has been wonderful. Yes, I forget I forget now how many countries we are in. At the time, I think we were thirteen, Something maybe like that. Yeah, and it's just been a blessing that I continue to look forward to. Oh yeah. Yeah, me too. It's been, it's been a great thing. Just, I mean, look at now. This is my second episode, you yeah. know. But even, I mean, Sunday I had some people coming up, and they're like, "We listened to the episode." I was like, "Really?" And they're like, "Yeah." There's like, it was a husband and wife, and you know, the husband listened to it beforehand, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Did you know this about Josh?" And she was like, "No, I had no idea," <laughs> you know. <laughs> and so, yeah, it's just been, it's once it's the statement that I say all the time: how God could use little old me just to help, right, influence others or help you know, people growing their faith is just a mind blowing thing and it takes all types of media of all types of ways to do it. And I'm very thankful for this. You know, I, I, I enjoy podcasting. I enjoy just being able to talk about God and, scripture well, and all that stuff. And you know, I do too. It's, it's, it's wonderful. The things that you, again, it's kind of like when you came back and you was teaching the youth and I mean mm-hmm. the children and after seeing them for so many months due to COVID or whatever, first and foremost, this is all for God's glory. Yes. Um, but to hear the lives that you impact throughout the United States, let alone the world, I get messages all the time uh, through either my, my social media or Tyler's social media of people that are in different states that ha- are listening to this podcast that it touches their lives. That's amazing. Uh, yeah. I, I got a text from one of our own youth, I believe it was, two or three weeks ago that wanted to know when we were going to start up, that he really enjoyed listening to it, that he got a lot out of it. and. It just solidifies that if you obey God, you listen to him, no matter how crazy it might sound with mm-hmm. all this stuff that I know nothing about, <laughs> uh, 
be a follower. Yeah. Listen and obey. And just so happy for Flow Podcast and, and what, yeah. it's, what it's brought to us in 2020. Absolutely. I agree. So let's go ahead and wrap up the, uh, this episode. Guys, it's, it's been a wonderful uh, time spending the, the past hour or so talking to you all about 2020 and yeah. closing it out. And uh, this, it's just been a blessing to be a part of this. And uh, so thankful again to have Josh. And let's go ahead and pray out this episode. And you guys be blessed. So Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for this opportunity. We thank you for your love and grace, God. Though times get difficult in our lives, as 2020 has shown us, uh, the many different ways, whether it be big or small, God, we, we understand and appreciate and thank you that you reign supreme in all. Allow us to understand, God, that we're to love one another that we're to embrace your love and show it to others through how you want us to live scripturally, not on how we want to live. And I ask that you speak to us in a way that we understand that. I ask that you be with each and every listener out there, God. Speak to their hearts even right now. Uh, convict them where they need conviction. Strengthen them where they need strengthen. And, and, and Father, pat them on the back and show them that you're proud of them where they need that as well. So, God, we ask that you bless us. Continue to look forward to moving forward in this ministry of Flow Podcast through the coming year. And uh, your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, guys, if there's any topics you want us to cover in the new year, um, anything you want us to discuss, whether it's biblical or stuff going on in the world, mm-hmm. um, definitely reach out to us and let us know. We'll be glad to, to cover it. We want to hear from you guys. Give Absolutely. You, give you guys stuff to talk about. Absolutely. And we've got a lot of new things coming up in the upcoming year with 3-in-1 Ministry merchandise as well as uh, – some different things that we're probably going to be doing on the podcast. So yep. go to flowpodcast.org. There's a, play, a spot at the bottom of the website there to put your remarks in, questions like Josh was talking about. And uh, we'll have Josh's email address and stuff up going this week. We'll All get right. it up and going so that you can email Josh if need be. And uh, we sure do appreciate you guys, and God bless. Yeah. Bye. Thanks for listening. Make sure to check out flowpodcast.org to send in your questions or topics and get your official Flow merch. Also, be sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok to get your faith life and off-the-wall fix during the week. Till next time, and remember to go with the flow.